This episode of Half a Star is sponsored by The Weather. Hot enough for you? Welcome to another exciting episode of Half a Star, where bad ideas make great stories. Today, we've got a very exciting episode. I know I say that every week, but each episode keeps getting more and more exciting. We have Winnipeg comedian Chad Anderson. It's going to be a fun one. Super funny guy. Super funny. We also are going to be discussing ice cream. I couldn't be more excited. I love ice cream. You love ice cream. We all scream for ice cream. We believe bad ideas make great stories. He's Ben. He's Justin. Take it away, Rob. I don't listen because it's a podcast. But if you feel that you must, here they are then, Ben and Justin. Together they are half of a star. And that song was the rob song give it up for the rob <laughs> song uh we keep trying to come up with a name for that little jingle written by rob we, mcdonald what ends up happening is that we keep asking if it has a name yet we say no and then we say we should ask the listeners and then we never do ah what a what are they gonna come up with i challenge the listeners to contact one of us by by mail. Send Justin yeah. an unsolicited Facebook message. Do it. With your title request. Do it. I dare you. Come and find come find me. Give me the what up. Give him the what up. All right. And that song that you heard in our intro, folks, that opening song was our public domain song of the week. We have rubbernecking. Topher Moore and Alex Elena. Thanks for that public domain track. It slaps. No one, no one does a good rubbernecking like Topher and Alex. Now, folks, we're excited to announce that we do have a media sponsor. We have the support of The Buzz, and that's a monthly periodical that's released on Prince Edward Island. It's a free magazine, magazine kind of newspaper kind of thing. It's like a community bulletin board all put into a beautifully designed magazine. It's a really great resource on Prince Edward Island. It supports artists, it supports small businesses, it supports just about anybody who wants to be involved in the rich culture of Prince Edward Island. So thank you so much to The Buzz, helping get the word out about this half star podcast. The Buzz is anything but a half a star idea. It's at least 10 half stars. Today on a very special half a star, we do have Chad Anderson coming up. He's got some great comedy. He's got an album, in fact, that just came out recently, live at We Johnny's. It's a really funny album. You should definitely check it out. Pick it up wherever you buy albums these days. Maybe buy it online. Ben, I'm hot. Well, that makes sense, Justin, because it's, it's summertime now. It's a time when a young man's thoughts turn to thoughts of... Uh, of relief mm. from the heat. And uh, perhaps the that relief can come in the form of something sweet, mm. something creamy, mm. something with perhaps chunks of things or, or ribbons of things. I'm ribbons? I'm talking, of course, about ice cream. Yeah, you know how like when you buy ice cream and you like read the description of what the ice cream is on the container, it'll say like vanilla ice cream with ribbons of caramel? Ah, uh, ew, no. <laughs> 
I don't want ribbons of caramel. That sounds terrible. What would you rather? What, how would you rather your caramel be presented? A mix? Say, just say it's mixed in. I don't need ribbons put in. Also, have you ever had butterscotch ice cream? Yeah, man. Butterscotch ripple. That's, the, that's my jam. I can't even look at it. Yeah, open the lid off the butterscotch ice cream. And it looks like sneeze. It looks like someone just sneezed their evil bile into it. Well, Justin, it's interesting that you are reacting so viciously negatively oh, to the idea it. of ice cream right now, because I have compiled a list of the top five worst ice cream flavors known to man. Oh, brother. Yes, that, uh, thank you for that Full House reference. Was that, is, is that even a Full House reference? I don't even know. Cut it out. Yeah, so we all know ice cream. We love ice cream. Justin, do you have a favorite ice cream flavor? You got it, dude. <laughs> I love me some Oreo. I do love Oreo. I love Oreo. I'm a big um, Dinosaur Bones and Moon Mist fan as well. Shout nice. out to Scottsburn Dairy. So do but we have these, half star ideas? We do. We have a ton of, uh, of half star ice cream flavors. In fact, five of them. <gasps> and so I want to start off with one of these ice cream flavors that I think actually serves multiple functions. It might be disgusting, but I think it serves multiple functions. Viagra ice cream is, is the first one I'm talking about. Oh. Yeah, it's blue. I don't know if the pill has any sort of taste or anything, but apparently it tastes like Viagra and it's got Viagra in it. So there you go. Here's my ad for Viagra ice cream. It's 9 p.m. You're 65. You want to make love to your wife. Mmm, Daryl, get into bed. Just a minute, honey. I gotta eat some ice cream. Viagra ice cream. Eat it and you'll get a boner. And then later you'll have to poo. Uh, how was that? No notes. Excellent. And then for the next few, I want to take us uh, across the globe to uh, a country of culinary experimentation. Ooh, Justin. Nice. Uh, I'm talking about the, the beautiful country of Japan. Ah. And Japan has been uh, has been responsible for many good culinary uh, things, such as like chicken teriyaki. I do love a chicken teriyaki, uh, sushi, all that good stuff. However, in the realm of ice cream, maybe it's lacking. And I want to talk about a few different ideas first. So sweet and salty is always a flavor combination I really appreciate, like a salted caramel or something like that like a ribbon of salted caramel. This ice cream flavor has a different sort of flavor combination, which would be cold and spicy. I'm talking, of course, about wasabi-flavored ice cream. And here's an ad for wasabi-flavored <laughs> ice cream. Imagine, if you will, taking a vacation to Japan. You're 65 years old, and it's 9 p.m. Your wife's about to go to bed but you want to spice things up in the bedroom. Daryl, come to bed. Just a minute, Dorothy. I gotta eat some ice cream. Ooh, hot tamale. I'm ready to go. Wasabi ice cream. It'll burn your asshole when you shit. Have fun tonight. The next flavor I have is a flavor uh, number three, is another similar flavor, Cheeto-flavored ice cream, Justin. Daryl, get into bed! I don't like my wife anymore. <laughs> om nom nom. Cheetos ice cream, when you've given up on your relationship. Uh, flavor number two. 
another multi-use flavor of ice cream, garlic ice cream. Good for cooling you down and good for keeping vampires away. Daryl, are you a vampire? <laughs> I want to suck your blood. Garlic uh, ice cream. And you're planning <laughs> your trip to Transylvania. And finally, what I consider to be the worst flavor of ice cream of all time. I will be super excited to see what Daryl has to say about this. Justin, you're familiar with tiger flavored ice cream? Tiger. Like, it like it's like not, it's not, it's not, it's not flavored like a tiger. It's made to look like a tiger. Ooh. So it takes two of the worst flavors of ice cream, licorice and orange, and mixes them together. There are ribbons of licorice in an orange ice cream base. Mm. And I can't imagine it's any good at all. I've never had it, but I know I would hate it. Daryl, get into bed. <laughs> no way, Joe Exotic. I'm eating ice cream. <laughs> ribbons of ice cream uh and it's it's revealed that daryl was in a relationship with joe exotic wow aren't we all let's take it to our guests shall we chad anderson is a stand-up comedian originally from the paw manitoba my dad died There's no real way to get into that. Over his decade-long career, Chad has toured across Canada, performed in the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, Odd Block Comedy Festival, the Arctic Air Comedy Festival, and was a cast member in Mary Walsh's Canada. It's complicated. Um, but he died this fall, and I was super sad, but, um, I think he's haunting me. (laughs) Which is fucked up, because he was never around when I was a kid. Now he's with me always. <laughs> His debut album, Chad Anderson Live from We Johnny's, is available on iTunes. Please welcome to the show the blisteringly funny Chad Anderson. I just want to, uh, right off the bat, right off the bat with one of the credits, a lot of people think that I toured with Mary. Did not. She just, oh. uh, she just uh, was there for rehearsal, and then we were on our own, basically. But you know what though? One of my one of my fondest comedy moments happened during rehearsals during the table read and within the first week. Um we were reading some of the sketches for the show and Mary Walsh was like she looked at me and she said, And Chad, you're a stand up comedian. Do you see anything that's like you think could be punched up or taken out because it's not funny or could be funnier? I trust your comedy mind and I was like okay, cool, cool, wow. cool, wow. For those listeners that obviously can't see what's going on here, uh, Justin just like convulsed oh. <laughs> in ecstasy. That's like a that's like a comedy three pointer. That's a, that's sweet. That's a that's a major compliment. Uh, now you've released uh, an album. Was it this past year it came out? Yeah, uh, September twenty nineteen. Oh okay. Well, I was just listening to it before uh, before we had our interview uh, live at Wee Johnny's. How's that yeah. been going? Uh, I think fairly well. I mean, everything's sold online and and through streaming, so it's. Uh, I try not to look at the numbers too much because sometimes it can be a little depressing. Um, yep. <laughs> but uh, it seems like you know there's a, a steady. Uh, 
uh, numbers like they're low, but people are listening to it almost daily still. So you cool. you are speaking to two gentlemen who did make a startup podcast. We are very familiar with low numbers <laughs> and depression. Yeah. Um, I'm curious actually about the uh, genre of the comedy album. I guess, because we're living in an era, especially like in the music industry where the album is dying and we're sort of, you know, just singles and, and you go on YouTube and there's just like single jokes by comedians from their specials just chopped up into bits. Like why is an album important from an artistic standpoint, I guess, for, for you? For me, I don't know. I, I honestly, it just seemed like the right thing to do for myself um and yeah it just kind of seemed like obviously i'm not a big enough name to get a special and, and you know i could go the route of hiring my own crew and, and filming something and throwing it up but i thought you know what with uh with with comedy and, and with where i'm at i think an album would be good i think podcasts are pretty popular people like to listen to people talk so maybe hopefully uh you know you're at work or you're driving somewhere you listening to the album that's really I, I don't know I think it just kind of went along with like podcasts and, and, mm. and it seems like comedy albums are on the rise right now like everyone's yeah I'm, I'm noticing I'm noticing that as well uh, a lot of uh, uh, central comedians I say central like Toronto or uh, Montreal they're putting out a lot of a lot of albums lately uh, Nick Nemiroff had one come out he's uh, he's wicked funny yeah and uh, I'm I'm not sure of the artfulness behind it or the marketing behind it but that's uh it's part of your legacy yeah it just seemed like the, I, I just the timing felt right i yeah. thought about it like a year prior and a good friend of mine tim, tim gray had just released his first album and uh i don't know i was just kind of like i asked him if i could do it at we johnny's because uh, he runs the the room there and does all the booking and he was said yeah and he said that he would record it for me as well so that worked out perfect you know um, so was that is that a place in winnipeg is we johnny's yeah it's yeah, a cool. it's a it's like a tiny little bar um yeah. probably like max 80 people oh wow okay before nice. you to start kicking people out <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you pack the rafters for that one yeah it was amazing a yeah, lot of nice. people came out and like you know like a lot of family a lot of my girlfriend's family came out um but then Which just a lot of like to be my family yes <laughs> <laughs> i guess we'll cross that bridge now <laughs> yeah uh, i uh, live and am dating i'm living with yeah uh ben's uh we don't need to get into the label ben's conversation cousin. here yeah. and how is your relationship with ben's cousin chad <laughs> it's pretty good nice yeah, that's good um, yeah, right. cool. Cool. <laughs> she's very supportive very supportive why am i blushing comedy. right now i don't know what's going on here <laughs> Um, I'm curious about this uh, Canada It's Complicated project too. Uh, how did that all start? Like, what was the process for you in getting involved with that? Um, <laughs> honestly, it was a, it was luck. A friend of mine, who who is another amazing stand-up comedian from Winnipeg, uh, Benji Rothman. His uh, he has an agent, and they had gotten contact from Mary's people. And they were looking for an indigenous comedian or improviser or someone to be in this thing. And um, his agent was like, well, I'm not really that connected to the comedy scene in Winnipeg, but I'll ask uh, Benji. And at the time I was living with him. So he, yeah, he 
you put my name forward and the next day uh mary walsh called me on the phone to ask me if i wanted to be in her show wow yeah cool just and just, it a le- was, just a legend calling you up huh yeah and it was very intimidating because like we got like when we got to st john's and, and did our rehearsals for the first month it was like like the introductions going around the room was like everyone had like a university degree in theater or had just been doing theater forever. You know what I mean? Like one guy, his family like ran the theater in St. John's, you know? And right. So he grew up in it. And then, yeah, there's a woman who like studied it and then did like so many, yeah, everyone there, but me was like <laughs> a legitimate actor, you know? And like, they're talking about all their stuff. And I was like, yo, like last week I was plumbing and doing open mics. So, uh, <laughs> Um, they needed someone cool is what they they needed needed, yeah they needed (laughs) some cred someone with some fucking coolness not just all (laughs) about oh i'm a theater major (laughs) i gotta say as 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 you're speaking to two former theater university students uh that doesn't mean anything (laughs) (laughs) um so this was primarily like a sketch yeah yeah it was like a it was a musical comedy sketch show Okay. There was a lot more music and yeah, there was a lot of singing and dancing in it. And was that something you were comfortable with in your past or? No, not at (laughs) all. (laughs) Okay. The, the first week actually Mary was like, I think I, the way I picture is, is this is, um, is Chad, you lead the opening number and you sing all the parts and, and the rest of the cast will just sing the chorus with you and you'll be like with the choreography. And I was like, uh, okay, okay. But I just want you to know, like, I've never done anything like this. And she was like, no, you can do it. And then we got about two days into rehearsing like this choreographed dance number with me at the front center. And they had like, they very quickly saw I couldn't dance. So they like changed the routine. So I barely had to do anything. And I just kind of like swayed along with the group in the, you know what I mean? And then, uh, I couldn't like, I couldn't memorize the the dance moves even then and the lyrics and like just coordinate it all together. So yeah, it was like two days of rehearsing it that way. And they're like, okay, maybe it'll just be a group thing. Everyone will just do different parts. And I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so this was a tour. Are we yes. talking like countrywide? Yeah. Yeah. We went from the East coast up to the Arctic and then West coast and then finished in the Yukon. Wow. Well, we're so happy you're here, Chad. I think it's time to get down to business though. You're on the Half a Star podcast and one of the requirements we ask of our guests is to share a story of a bad idea they've had because as we know, bad, bad ideas, ideas do make, make great, great stories. stories. Exactly. We kind of did it in sync that Sort time. of, I think. I wasn't really aware that that was going to happen, but okay. I, I was like, I'm going to jump in. Let's do it together. <laughs> so Chad what uh what have you brought for us okay this is this is a series of bad ideas Ooh, i love um, it okay in a yeah it's i was how old was i I believe i was 18 and i was living in the palm manitoba uh, which is where i grew up and um okay yeah so the first bad idea of the of the night that's in question is i was out at a party and i had my family's dodge dakota Um, and I was driving it and I made the decision to drive it after drinking. Um, and so I, I met up, uh, there was a group of girls, two were sisters and they were in the sister's car and they're like, Oh, we're going to a different party. Why don't you follow us? And so I followed them 
you know, to this other party. And we were there for a bit. And then the two sisters kind of got in an argument. And the one sister who I knew better, she came up to me and she was just kind of like, hey, my sister like is mad. She doesn't think I can drive, but like we've been together all night. I haven't really been drinking. Why don't we switch vehicles? You drive her car because she trusts you and I'll drive your truck. And I was like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're driving back uh, and it's like four or five o'clock in the morning at this point. And we're driving back into town. We're going down like a residential street and it's me and the sister and two of her friends in the sister's car and the other sister driving my car. And uh, she passes me in my truck, you know, like down this residential neighborhood. And uh, the sister whose car I was in, she looked at me and she was like, what are you scared? Racer. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. You know, I'm like 18 years old, like, uh, yeah. already made a ton of bad decisions obviously and just wanting to impress this car full of girls so i'm like yeah okay so i floor it oh my God. and uh i start passing her but then i look and at the next street um turning off of like a side street into the lane that i'm in like the oncoming traffic lane uh, is like a van and it's like it's coming and I'm like oh my god so I try to like I think we we're probably going about 70 at this point and I try <laughs> to like swerve back into my lane and the f uh, the back end of the car I was driving hit the front end of my truck pushed me back into the oncoming traffic and then I head on like collided with this old guy who was on his way to work uh, and yeah and so uh once like the vehicle like it was a huge crash and like everyone got out of my car and they they were okay um the old man like when i like realized what like had happened the old man was like standing like yelling at me like you stupid street racers like what are you doing and i was like which is kind of funny because i was like like is this a fast and the furious movie like, <laughs> we're, we're in the paw manitoba we're definitely not street racing yeah, like right. it's not in what what you know like we were but not yeah, it's Man, not like we're talking huge purses or anything. Yeah. yeah. Manitoba drift. <laughs> <laughs> so I see, I see, like, he's okay, you know, and then the sister who's driving my truck, she parks my truck on the side of the road, and she comes running, and, like, my side of the car was, like, crumpled in, and I was, like, trapped bet between the driver's seat and, like, the dashboard, uh, like, steering wheel area. And so she, like, opens the passenger door, and she was, like, she just like grabbed me like she like just grabbed me underneath my like like in both my armpits and just like yanked me out through the passenger door uh and you know i didn't really feel any pain at this point and she was like chad you're gonna get in so much trouble you should run and i was like yeah okay <laughs> so there's this is bad idea number three or four at this point <laughs> You should run. Uh, you should get so new I was friends like, is my point here. I was like, okay, uh, I'm gonna get. I'm, I was like, where's my truck keys? And she was like, oh, they're in the truck. And the truck was parked like in an area where it could be parked. So I just kind of like casually walked over there. And as I started walking towards the truck, the old man was like, where are you going? You gotta fucking stay here. And I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just gonna go sit on the curb, man. I'm hurt. And so I just like walked up to my truck and like turned it off, took the keys out of the ignition, locked the door. And then me and the sister who was driving my truck, we kind of just like cut between some houses and then like 
ran through some alleys and got on a different street and then like we heard like there was like cars coming so we just like walked holding hands for a bit like pretending we were a couple and like a couple cop cars like drove by us and then like because they were going they hadn't gotten our description yet and then uh she was like by her house and she's like okay i gotta go and she just like books it and then she was like but you gotta run and so i just like i run home you know i'm like running through back alleys and like um cops are chasing me and I like lose them and then I get to my house and I like lay down and like I lay on my couch and like I went to get up like not even two minutes later and my back was just absolutely destroyed like I don't know what happened and so I like call a buddy and I'm like what do I do man like I don't I like crashed his car and like the cops are looking for me but they don't know who I am I didn't give my ID to anyone and like I don't know if anyone gave my name and he was like, just go to bed and like, hope they don't come to your house. So I, <laughs> I just went to bed, you know, and I woke up the next day and like, I was in so much pain. Oh, I was in so much pain. <laughs> but I was like, I can't go to the hospital right now. Cause if I go and say I was in a car accident or whatever, they'll notify the police. Right. Um, and it's a small town too. So it's like, who's going to come in with a major back injury, you know? Uh, right. And so I don't go. You know, I think I went to another party that night even. <laughs> yeah, it was so dumb. And then the next morning, I'm like walking up to my house and I was living with my cousin at the time who also kind of like raised me. So it was like, she's like a, a mother figure to me. Right. And I opened the door and she's like standing there crying. And I was like, oh, what's, what's wrong? And she was like, the police were just here and they were looking for you. And like, they wouldn't tell me why. And I was like, oh shit she's like what'd you do and I like told her the whole story and she was like okay well you have to turn yourself in and uh yeah they came and picked me up uh put me in the back of the cop car and immediately they're like are you hurt like that was a pretty bad wreck and I was like yeah I am so they took me to the they took me to the doctor and I think honestly I think it's because I was just like a kid and the doctor knew like what the reason I was there um so he didn't really give me a good like examination right you know like he like my hand had got had got like pinned beneath this beneath or uh, between the steering wheel and the dash and so like I had a broken knuckle and he just kind of like squeezed my knuckle and was like okay that hurts and I was like yeah and he was like all right and he's like what and I was like my back hurts and he like just lightly touched my lower back and I like scream and he was like yeah okay here's some t3s and then I had to yeah and then I had to go uh to the police station and give a statement and just like confess wow and uh, then I got put, man, this is, there's so many bad decisions in this story. <laughs> man. So then I got put on, which is, it's called an undertaking. So like before you go to trial or court for your charges, you're, you're given conditions by the police. Like I mean, my conditions were uh, not to be in bars, not to be out drinking, and I couldn't drive. And I was like, okay, I can do that. Um, which was a lot. I could not not do that. I was 18 years old and it was the summertime. <laughs> um, so I went and partied a bunch of times and like, it took like a year for court to go through. And like, I got caught nine, nine times out wow. drinking. Yeah. And so when I finally went to court, uh, I had <laughs> dangerous driving, causing bodily harm, failure to remain at the scene of an accident. And nine counts of breach of undertaking which was what i was up to and then i just like they're like okay we'll cut you a deal and this is what i love about a small town so like, 
they were just like the judge was just like i know you like he was like my neighbor like right like like i grew up on a farm but he was like my farm neighbor you mm. know what i mean and he was like i know you i know your family i know you're a good kid so we're gonna charge you with two counts of breach of undertaking failure to remain at the scene of an accident and uh dangerous driving and that was it and so i got uh two years supervised probation and six months 10 o'clock curfew wow yeah that could have been like way worse oh yeah the the lawyer said if i would have got charged with like all of the charges uh oh plus uh, uh driving while under the influence but they couldn't prove that because they didn't catch me till like two days later right um because you ran I, away yeah <laughs> like a like a sneaky person <laughs> it was good. like it would have been close to nine years if i had gotten all the charges. nine years yeah wow yeah man uh, i gotta say this is probably like the realest story you've had on this entire <laughs> podcast chad's a badass who's <laughs> But not really. That's the thing. I know, like, I used to have a bit about this, but it's not that great. Um, but like, it's just like now I have a criminal record. You know what I mean? I have a criminal record for something that, like, when you, in the grand scheme of things, is not like a like badass crime. You know? Right. It wasn't like it wasn't legitimate street racing, and it's and it's not like a drug or gang related char- charge. You right. Know? It's just like, oh, do you want to go to the states? Like, mm, no, I can't. Why? <laughs> Oh, I got drunk and drove a car, crashed it, and then left. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chad, we've had a lot of fun here, but before we go, uh, just a question. How is your relationship with Ben's cousin? You don't feel feel pressured to answer that, Chad. Chad, it's just us. Oh. Oh. I think he... he, He's hung up. He hung up. So That's I guess probably it, for the best. I don't I, want to know the answer to that question, to be honest with you. I guess it's just us now. Well, folks, that's been another episode of Half a Star. Take care, wash your hands, and Black Lives Matter. Daryl!